on a grave how appropriate i do like that song a lot guys and gals thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of hauntingly yours i am dc o'rourke and i will be your storyteller each week as we get together to hear chilling tales of the paranormal from all across the globe if you'd like to be part of this podcast if you'd like to send us some stories to be to be used on this show Feel free to do so. We'd love to hear your stories. Drop us an email at hauntinglyyourspodcast at gmail.com or give us a call directly, 804-684-1644. Other than that, I just need everyone to relax. Sit back. Stop what you're doing. Give me your undivided attention. Are you doing it? Good. Now I need you to imagine you're out visiting the coastal town of Diggs, Virginia. You're out on Haven Beach with your boyfriend or girlfriend. It's late at night. It's in the middle of summer and not a person is in sight. The weather is perfect. The, the, the temperature of the water is even better. The sand is moving around between your toes. You can feel the wind, the gentle wind as it moves across your back. Time to have a little fun, right? Huh? Well, next thing you know, a giant ship comes sailing up the creek. Your eyes divert. You look away and you watch. Much to your surprise, it's headed right for the shore. Well, you get your things together as fast as you can, your shoes, your your clothes, your belts, whatever, and you start to run for your lives. The biggest ship you have ever laid eyes on is now sailing across the sands in the direction of Old House Woods. You don't look away. The ship is large. It's this Spanish galleon type, and it's all lit up as a dozen shadowy men walk around on board. Faint music can be heard. Ladders and other objects can be seen. As they get closer to the woods, they suddenly ascend and lay anchor just above the treetops. 
A ladder gets tossed over the side and all those men, one by one, climb down carrying tools like shovels, axes, and lanterns. Before you know it, they have dropped down into the trees and disappeared without a trace. Who are these men? Pirates? Uh, I mean, that seems to be the only logical answer here. If so, what are they looking for? Buried treasure? Eh, maybe. All these questions will hopefully be answered as we dive further into the pool of mysteries that is known as Old House Woods. Guys, but let me take a quick moment. I want each and every one of you to know that's listening. The whole reason I started this podcast is because I have spent a good chunk of my life dedicated to the paranormal. Each episode, I'm intending on dissecting different stories that I come across and hopefully finding some sort of truth in them, finding some sort of historical explanation that might shed light on why these strange things are happening to people. Again, if you have anything that you would like to share with us, feel free to do so. I welcome it with open arms. Now, from a very young age, I, I found myself to be different from other, other people. I was more sensitive. I, I could pick up on energies in abandoned places without even realizing it. Loved ones were passing on and reaching out to me in the forms of dreams. I mean, my grandfather, different friends. I needed answers. I had so many questions, much like anyone would in my situation, I imagine. My nose found itself buried in numerous books on folklore, ghosts, and urban legends. Oh, I should probably mention I grew up in Matthews County, Virginia, the second smallest county in the Commonwealth, if I may add. It's only 86 miles long from end to end, and less than 9,000 people live there. It's very country and surrounded by water. Truly, it's a beautiful area. I always tell people it's a great place to raise kids and an even better place to retire. Many people make their living off the water. Makes sense. Matthews is a very old county. Uh, a lot of people, I don't think, even realize that. Originally formed in 1791, it found itself being divided from Gloucester County as the colonists were complaining that they had to travel 40 miles to the nearest courthouse to vote. Brigadier General Thomas Matthews of Norfolk, who had fought in the American Revolution, was actually Speaker of the Virginia House of Delegates at that time, and he pushed the legislation forward to get Matthews created. The newly formed entity was named in his honor, of course. Later on, a courthouse would be built and named Westville. Eventually, this courthouse would go on to become Matthew's Courthouse. Yeah, I actually didn't know that um, for quite some time. I found it to be very interesting. Well, here we are. Let's talk about... Let's look at Old House Woods in a little more detail. About 15 minutes from Matthew's Courthouse lies what's considered to be the most haunted forest in the state of Virginia. Some say it's the most haunted forest in the United States. The woods are a 50-acre patch of marshlands that sit along White's Creek, which empties out into the Chesapeake Bay. The area has been pretty much undeveloped for the most part, and it's steeped in history with a dash of intrigue. I kid you not. Folks have been saying for years that Old House Woods is haunted. Why? 
it's really hard to say. There are just that many stories. How about we take a closer look? Let's go all the way back to the very beginning. The woods actually gets its name from an old plantation house that once stood there during the 18th century. It was called the Franny Night House. Even in those days, people said the house was haunted. The large house had abandoned for many years, and a state of disrepair came about it. The wooden frame hung on for dear life. Then one day, the house caught fire. Folks from all around prepared to try and put out the fire, but the strangest thing happened. It extinguished itself. Life went on, and everyone went back to ignoring that ugly old house, and some time passed. Then it happened again. The house caught fire, and this time it was a tremendous fire. Folks gathered around and realized it was too late. The house had burned all the way down to the ground this time and left nothing but the foundation. From that day forward, everyone began referring to it as the old house. You see where this is going, right? I think it's pretty neat. Interesting enough, my girlfriend's grandmother grew up in Matthews County, and she was interviewed years ago by a writer named L.B. Taylor, who was busy writing his book, The Ghosts of Tidewater. It's very good. It's it's a very good read if you haven't heard of it. I definitely recommend you check it out. During the interview, uh, she actually goes on to tell Mr. Taylor that when she was growing up, all the old timers in the county would get together on Sunday afternoons in Old House Woods, where they would sit around and swap yarns. They would make a contest of sorts out of it, and whoever told the best story won. Her father, as she recalled, told ghost stories, and he was absolutely captivating. All eyes were on him when he was t- telling his stories. They would go on to discuss all the different stories that had arisen about the woods and over the course of their interview. All the stories, that have, I mean, all the stories that have come out of there over the years to which my girlfriend's grandmother attested that all of them were true. She even went on to boast that there were plenty more. And plenty more there are, my friends. Boy, oh boy, there are plenty. Some of them are pretty wild stories. And I mean, whew. People have claimed to have seen headless animals, British redcoats from the American Revolution, shadow people, uh, glowing orbs, uh, skeletons and knight's armor, apparitions of pirates, phantom ships, and a, a storm woman that warns seamen of impending storms. <sighs> Crazy stuff. I mean, wow. <laughs> By far, one of my favorite stories is actually about a young college guy who's heading out to a party one night at a friend's house. And this is back in the 1970s. He finds himself driving along, humming to a KC in the Sunshine Band song on the radio, enjoying the night air. He takes a sharp right turn and comes down a long stretch of open road. Old House Woods is ahead in the distance, just waiting for him with darkened arms. A feeling of unease punches him with a violent fist to the stomach. Where was he? As he got to the end of the road, he realized he needed to turn right, and there was there was no other choice. He had to, unless he wanted to travel into the woods, which he did not. The car's wheel swiveled in his hands, and no sooner he made the turn, it mysteriously started to sputter. 
It's late at night. He's fired up with no place to go. Well, not a lot of options here. There aren't that many houses around from what he could see, and none of them were surely his friend's place. He pointed the car to the side of the road where it stopped completely and went silent. So much for the party. Next thing you know, he's under the hood, trying to diagnose the problem. Not being able to really see much of anything, he decided he needed to grab a flashlight. He opened the car door to search for one in the back seat. The door creaked open, his hands searched feverishly for what he desired, and then he heard a particular set of sounds that forced the hairs on the back of his neck to stand at attention. Footsteps. They were creeping toward him ever so slowly. He remained still, frozen to the core. A firm hand reaches out and touches him on the shoulder. The hand is cold to the touch. The young man is too afraid to move. His breath begins to escape him. Then a deep male voice asks, Is this the king's highway? I seem to have lost my ship. Well, our friend with the broken down vehicle turned to come face to face with a strange visitor to find he was now in total shock. What stood before him was the hulking figure of a skeleton wearing knight's armor and wielding an archaic sword. The woods then lit up and revealed at least twenty or more other skeletons in armor that were walking through the woods. Some were digging at the bases of different trees with shovels. Others were headed in the into the grasses with lanterns, scanning them throughout the darkness. A terrible scream left the young scholar's lips as he shoved the skeleton and took off in the opposite direction, very far away from Old House Woods. Is there any truth to that story? It's it's fascinating. It makes it makes for a good story, but is there any truth to it, or is it just another one of the infinite yarns that were told so many moons ago by a bunch of old timers gathered round on a Sunday afternoon? You decide. I am just the storyteller after all. Tragedy. Eh? actually befell one Matthews County resident in another tale. A local fisherman by the name of Thomas Pipkin, who lived over on what's nowadays Gwen's Island, became fascinated with the many legends of the haunted woods and digs. The stories of buried treasure intrigued him, and he was at a point in his life where he had nothing to lose. The stories of buried treasure were running through his mind constantly, he thought of one story in particular he had heard about a band of renegade pirates burying treasure under an old pine tree with no bark. They ended up going back out to sea where they were bound to get what they need needed and come back. But they ended up encountering Blackbeard. Blackbeard, the pirate, the notorious pirate who unfortunately sent them all down to meet Davy Jones. No excuses, he thought to himself. Tom, it's now or never. Get yourself together. He put his mind to it. Before you know it, a treasure hunt was underway. The day was gorgeous, and the sun smiled down on the all-too-cheerful Tom Pipkin from the skies above. He got a few things together. Shovels, a map, some vittles in case he got hungry. Those were all thrown in the back of his skiff, and then off he went. 
His mind was racing, but he felt good. Thankfully, the journey wouldn't be a long one, because soon he came ashore White's Creek, and he unloaded his supplies and docked his boat. After that, Tom, with his chin held high and a shovel over his shoulder, looked at the impressive patch of forest before him and inhaled deeply. Here goes nothing, he thought. The fisherman commenced with his adventure, disappearing deep in the woods in search of lost treasures that would hopefully change his station in life. A week later, though, folks in the area began to notice that Tom was missing. No one had seen him. No one had heard from him. Some people gathered together and formed a search party, but the party disbanded no sooner it had formed. A very particular skiff washed ashore on Gwen's Island on the local sheriff's land. He recognized it right away. It was Tom Pipkins. The sheriff went down to check things out and discovered the boat to have nothing in it but three really old coins, a golden chalice encrusted with green jewels, and a withered-looking map. He was hesitant, but the sheriff took that map and looked it over closely. It turned out to be a map of the area, actually. His eyes let him learn that White's Creek was circled and that right, that right there told him enough. Thomas Pipkin had gone seeking what countless others had and never found. Another victim of Old House Woods, no doubt. That skip of his was pulled back out to sea where it drifted aimlessly until one day it simply vanished, much like dear old Tom. You know, I stop and wonder every time I tell one of these stories, how many times has it been told over the years? With the story of Mr. Pipkin that allegedly happened in 1880. So that has to mean the story has probably been told at least a thousand times over. Every time it's been told, I imagine details have been added. Pieces of it have been taken away and others have added such worthy embellishments that Edgar Allan Poe would take note of. This is the art of storytelling, though, is it not? A wise man once said, you haven't told a story until you have told it at least 50,000 times. I personally believe there is some truth to that. What if we step outside folklore for a moment and hear a different kind of story? Would you guys mind? I don't think you would. What if I shared with you one of my own personal experiences from Old Housewoods? Technically, it was my first of many. While the experience in itself was terrifying, it is one of those stories I, it's, it's one of those that I always have to tell. It was July of 2007. I was working at a small cafe in Matthew's courthouse just off Main Street. I was a server in those days and it was just me and a friend of mine closing this night in particular. He turned to me at one point and he asked, what are you doing tonight? I jokingly looked at him and said, checking out my eyelids, why? He went on to ask, do you want to go ghost hunting? Hold the phone right there. Magic words, <laughs> ghost hunting. I had never done it, but all of a sudden I had to. How many of you remember the ghost hunter show on the sci-fi channel? Um, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, if memory serves. Those guys, they were awesome. I mean, I feel like they were on TV forever. I love that show and the invitation to do some amateur investigating. Well, hey, let's just say it was up my alley. 
My friend and I closed up the cafe for the night. We jumped in his car, which was a, a white Chevy Cavalier, and we headed down to Old House Woods. All the way there, he's telling me the do's and don'ts of the place as it's private property, and, you know, technically, we would be trespassing. He promised we wouldn't stay long enough to get caught, and the moment we saw our car coming, we would leave anyway. I was hesitant, but I didn't let it get the better of me. This was a golden opportunity. I knew the location, I knew the history, better yet, I knew the stories. What more could I ask for? We found ourselves driving down Old Housewoods Road, what felt like just a few short minutes later. Nothing like talking to pass the time. I remember it being incredibly dark, and the air seemed to grow thicker the further we drove. My eyes checked everything out around me like two hounds on the hunt. The shadows were plentiful. I could sense we were being watched, even though I could not see anyone. I, I, I felt this heavy presence. As we got to the end of the road, a large white sign read, In State Maintenance. Uh, okay, take your hint, dead end. There was no choice. We had to turn around and head back out. My friend, he swung the car around and we started headed back in the direction from which we came. We get to about the middle of the woods and he stops. He says, hang on, don't get out. Next thing I knew, he had stopped the car and switched off the engine. The lights went out. We sat there like two sitting ducks in the darkness. I said, what on earth are we doing? The only response I got in return, just watch. I glued my eyes to my surroundings, and I did not falter with the task that had been laid before me. <laughs> After my eyes adjusted a few minutes later, I started to see things. Things I could not easily explain. Shadows emerged from within the woods that looked an awful lot like people and stepped out onto the road. There they were, coming and going from each side of the woods, crossing in front of us. It was more than eerie. I was in complete awe, though. I sat there watching, and then my friend hit me in the arm. Without saying a word, he signaled to me to, me to get out of the car. We walked a few feet away. The, the wind was blowing, and the pine trees amidst the marshland swayed and clacked against each other. Bullfrogs hid from sight and called out to us, wondering if we could help them with finding a mate. My friend sat down on the ground, Indian style, and I followed suit. I'm going to try an astral project, he said. Have you heard of it? Had I heard of it? Yes, I had. And from the very little I knew, it wasn't anything to play around with. I nodded my head to let him know I knew of what he was talking about. He continued, My eyes will close and I will find myself in a meditative state as I attempt to let my spirit leave my body. Once it happens, I'll be able to commune with the spirits of the woods. If you see anything, and I mean anything, wake me the hell up. Get me to snap out of it. I said, okay, okay. Just get it. get this over with. Several minutes passed with me like a bump on a log as I waited for my friend to come back down to reality. I couldn't take my eyes off the woods. From the moment we arrived, I felt this heavy presence. I couldn't shake it. It was still here. It was lingering. A knot formed in the pit of my stomach, and it wound itself up tight. I glanced up at the moon in the sky above as she dove behind a cloud for a brief moment, taking her brief illumination with her and my ears perked up i heard the snapping of twigs my eyes darted to the exact location i figured it was maybe 10 yards away from us i tried to adjust my eyes to see a little better from what i could tell there seemed to be a figure moving through the woods 
I knew this because the branches of various trees were clearly being pushed to the side as they moved closer and closer to our location. I rose slowly from the ground. I began walking toward that very spot. Now, I, I was terrified, but intrigued at the same time. By the time my feet had guided me to the ditch bank that ran along the woods on the left side of the road, my mysterious guest glided out to meet me. When I say glided, I mean glided. What I, what I saw was this billowy black cloud of vapor that just glided right out of the woods like it was meant to be happening. This thing came over the ditch bank and hovered over the road in front of me. I leaned in and waited to see what was going to happen next. This vapor, it dissipated, and all of a sudden it transformed into the shadowy figure of a man. A man at least six feet tall, as tall as me. He had on a tricorn hat, a long flowing overcoat, boots that came up to his knees, and his legs were firmly planted a good distance apart. The impression I got right there, even though it was just a simple shadow, was this person meant business. Panic set in. It drilled holes in my bones and oozed out of every pore. My feet kicked together and I took off as fast as I could go. My destination was the car and I needed to get there as soon as possible. I ran faster than I ever had before. On the way to the car, I yelled at my friend over my shoulder, Wake up! Wake the hell up! We've got company! I arrived at the car, flung open the doors, and I jumped into the back seat like my life depended on it. My friend was hightailing it for the car now, running at the speed of light. I could hear him yelling. I turned and looked out the back windshield, and right as he got up to the car, the, the shadow person grabbed him and threw him against the trunk. There was a struggle. My friend fought against his ghostly assailant and managed to get free. How? I don't know. He flew inside the driver's seat, switched the ignition over, and we drove off incredibly fast, leaving Old House Woods in our wake. The last thing I remember seeing was seeing that shadow person running after us full steam ahead. There was something different about him, though. He was glowing. His whole body was surrounded by this bright blue light, and I could see a man there with a tricorn hat, long hair, a long flowing overcoat, and boots that came up to his knees. No sooner I saw him for what he was, he was swallowed back up by the darkness that he had been born from. Think I'm a nun job? <laughs> it, it's okay if you do. I mean, it's crazy. That, that's the only word for it. It's like something straight out of a Stephen King novel. Despite what you may think, it actually, it actually happened to me. And honestly, guys, I've never been able to forget it. Never. Every single detail of that night is permanently embedded in my mind because Old House Woods blew my mind that night. And while experiences like mine may not necessarily happen to everyone, they still happen every single day all across the world. Paranormal investigators from all over are constantly drawn in by the mystique, the, the mysticism of the paranormal, and they come to Old House Woods constantly searching for answers as they try to make contact with those that history chose to forget about. If you chose to choose to go looking for yourself, keep in mind Old House Woods is private property. The property owners can and will call the cops. I highly suggest be smart and be safe. Ask permission first. Matthews County has plenty of spirits to go around, guys. I'm telling you, I grew up there 
for the first 18 years of my life, there are more than enough to go around. Old House Woods isn't the only haunted spot either. But that will be another episode down the road. I would really like to come back and revisit some of the other stories because there are quite a few. I mean, we can talk about um, the estate Poplar Grove. We can talk about um, the old Horn Harbor nursing home, the Keebler house on Gwen's Island, the the witch of Salem Road. I mean, there, there are so many. Oh, little did I know, though, my first experience with the paranormal in Old House Woods would put me on the path to one day becoming a paranormal investigator and eventually a ghost storyteller. I've been telling these stories for years now, and I'll continue to as long as people listen. These stories deserve to stay alive, and I will continue to go in search of others, as I always do. My friends... That is all for now. I'm sorry. I know. It's a bummer. I'm sorry. My name is DC, and I thank you so much for tuning in to my first episode of Hauntingly Yours. Please remember the residents of the past are constantly whispering to us from the darkness. It's just a matter of whether or not we are listening. Until next time, I am and will remain much like the spirits, Hauntingly yours. Take care, my friends. Mm -hmm.